Good evening. Welcome back to another episode. This is John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Our topic is going to be the Pan-African Movement. The Pan-African Movement is an ideology that was started by Marcus Garvey, a a Jamaican national who came to North America to help people of Dakar, YouTube, Margaret, who help black, so-called blacks, so-called Negroes to migrate back to Africa. Now, that ideology was pushed mostly by uh, European um, aristocrats, primarily Zionist Jews, who were, um, some of them were intertwined with um, the movement behind closed door um, because there was a lot of funding that was given to Marcus Garvey as he get more popular, he was getting funding from the European. He was not only getting funding from the black people, he was also getting funding from European. Now, the brother was very smart. Um, he had some great ideas, but at the same time, this whole Pan-African movement, that was, he was the godfather of this whole Pan-African movement. Dr. Umar, he, he's um, a Pan-Africanist. Um, like I said, I don't hate anybody who who try to do business in Africa or who try to travel to Africa because the media, let's be honest, the media always portray Africa as savages, you know, you know, jungles, Shaka Zulu. And Shaka Zulu, they still practice, you know, his tactic in uh, warfare. They, they still use it. The U.S. Army used um, Shaka Zulu tactics. Um, just like a- a Cannibal, they use his tactic. And those men were men of color. That being said... Marcus Garvey, a Jamaican national who came to um, Harlem, precisely Harlem, and his, he had this idea, I would call this ideology of Pan-Africanists, to migrate African because, you know, we were mistreated here. We've been, uh, you know, we've been mistreated for, a thousand, for, for centuries. So he felt that uh, only way we can combat this is to migrate back to Africa. But what he felt to realize we're not African. He himself, if you do a genetic, um, I, if you analyze his genes, you know that he's not African himself. But he, you know, he was pushing this ideology upon Jamaican. He got actually he fled Jamaica because they didn't want to hear that nonsense. A lot of Jamaican in those days, they, they didn't like the idea of going back to Africa. Some were for it, but a lot of them were against it. Because they feel that while we we go to Africa, when all we know is our is you know Jamaica, you know we didn't know anything about Africa until these Europeans come here. Same thing for us in Central America. Same thing for us South America. Same thing for us in in North America. We didn't know nothing about Africa until we knew of Africa. Our forefathers knew of Africa, but we we've been here since thousands of years. So the notion for us to just leave our homeland. And go back to Africa. That's idiotic. That's stupid. And primarily, most of us don't barely know the Americas. <laughs> most of us don't know the. Let's be frank. Most of us don't even know the Americas. Let alone to go to a whole new land, a whole new culture, a whole new system. It's it's bad. It bad for me when people say let's go back to Africa. I say wait a minute. What country are you going to? First and foremost. Secondly. What tribes are you going to? Okay? These people, you see, if you study your Bible, Genesis, you study Genesis and Exodus and Deuteronomy, they have a lot of correlation with you. That's, they break down the family. 
Oh, you know, we have Sham. We come from Shams, not Ham. We're not Hamites. I keep telling you guys, we're not Hamites. Hamites are so-called Africans. Those are Hamites. They're not our people. It's not a diss on African. Because a lot of Africans feel that they are better than us because they speak the native tongue or they wear the daishiki, like I told you the last podcast, or uh, America is the motherland. They feel that because of two, those two criteria, they feel like superior. Like, oh, they speak the native tongue, they wear daishiki, they know their culture, they know their language, their food, and we have no culture. Yes, we do have a culture. We have a culture here in North America, okay? We do have a culture. Black people have a culture here. Don't get it twisted. We may not have a language, but we do have a culture. Let's keep that in perspective. We do have a culture. In the Caribbean islands, we have our culture. And some of us have our language also to match that. Don't get it twisted. Just because you come here, first of all, we're not fleeing to Africa. See, it's not in our spirit. I keep telling you guys, it's not in your spirit to go to Africa. Now, if you're in business, if you might go there for business or you might go there for pleasure, some of us. But if you go around, you look at everybody's passport, look at the stamps. They don't see Africa on it. They say Caribbean islands, Bahamas, Dominican Republic, Haiti, Barbados, Trinidad, South America, Brazil. Those are the steps you're going to see on those passports. You're not going to see Nigeria, Ghana. Ethiopia. No, you're not going to see those stamps on those passports. Because it's not in our spirit. And I'll tell you guys, you got to look this from a spiritual level, not from a, a physical level. Just because we have the same brown skin or darker hue than the West African, we're not the same people. We're not the same. We don't have the same phenotype. African know that. They know that. Those of us who, those of them who study science, they know. They know. Those of them who study um the Bible, they know that. But that being said, they come to this country, they look down on us because they feel that they speak their language. We don't speak our language. But Marcus Garvey, too, he was a man, he, he had a lot of great ideas, but he was also conflicted because he had to flee Jamaica to come here with this ideology of pan Africanists. You cannot tell me the Vatican didn't know who we were. You cannot tell me Christopher Columbus didn't know who we are. The conquistadors. You cannot tell me those people didn't know who we were. They know that we were not African. That's why they call you copper-colored Negroes. They didn't call you copper-colored Africans. They didn't call you that. They didn't call you because they knew who we were. We were God people. And they call this land the Indies. The milk, the land of milk and honey. They, they never use that term from Africa. They never say Africa is milk and land of honey. No. Because we still fit the world. Like I told you in my last podcast, America is the breadbasket. Not only North America, I'm talking about North Central and South America is still the breadbasket of the world. We feed the world. If you go to any port around this country, you look at the containers. What country are they coming from? South America, Central America, North America. Those containers have food that's going throughout the world. Asia don't feed us. Africa definitely don't feed us. Yeah, there are some stuff that come from Africa. Yes, that's true. Mostly minerals. But Africa don't, don't feed the world. We do. We ship more food to Africa than Africa ship to America. Let's be clear on this. Those of us who work in the ports know that. I'm not making this up. You can call this podcast and we can have this, this the dialogue. 
most of your containers that have food and medicine coming from North America and South America. They're not coming from Africa. They're not coming from Asia. They're not coming from. They're not coming from Australia or Europe. And Europe is, is a desolate land. Is a seventy five percent of Europe food is imported. Seventy five percent of European food is imported from other countries, primarily the Americas. Let's keep that in perspective. Marcus Garvey came here. He was pre- he was pushing this pan Africanist ideology. I, I I'm against it because he took us away from our our, our true nature. It's like taking a, a tiger to a jungle because a tiger is not it, it, that's not his it's not his uh, it's not his environment. He most he's used to a forest. It's like taking a lion from a jungle to a forest because he's not used to that terrain. Okay. Those are animals. They're not used to those terrain. Just like a person, you cannot take a child to another country who they know they don't know the language. If you look at the migration, more African, millions of African are living in Africa every year. Millions. We're not talking about millions upon millions are living. And some of the African head of state, they are addressing this issue. They're talking about this is a bad, bad uh, idea for African living in their homeland. A lot of them have some smarts. Some of them are intellectuals. That they go to Harvard, um, they go to Yale, you know, university. They go to Oxford to study, but they don't use that knowledge. They don't bring that knowledge back to Africa. They go work for a European corporation and to make millions of dollars. Meanwhile, their own country is suffering. Only a few of them that go back and educate their people. But the majority of them, they live in Europe. They buy nice flats in London. They buy nice flats in Paris. They buy nice flats in Lisbon, Portugal, and Spain. They live in those countries. And they go to Dubai and buy nice uh, houses in Dubai. That's what they do with their money. Meanwhile, their own country is suffering. People are dying of hunger. People are dying of diseases. That's a shame. That's, that's ludicrous. Why would you do that to your people when you have the knowledge to pass it on to your people? That being said, we are not Africans because for many centuries, this nation and the Vatican, I'm going to focus most on the Vatican because the Vatican had a decree to conquer us. They sent Christopher Columbus and they had sent other caravans to come to conquer. The first caravan they sent, you know that they got annihilated because they came with guns and they came with power. So what did they, what they did was they had to regroup just like they did for Africa. They had to regroup, come together as one, put their differences aside, say, you know what? We cannot conquer these people by force. Now, how are we going to conquer them? They are highly spiritual people, so we're going to have to use religion. Henceforth, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. I'm going to focus mostly on Christianity. When those Jesuits priests come over here, like I told you, the Jesuits are the military branch of the Vatican. When the Jesuit priests come here, they, didn't, they brought Christianity. They will try to convert our people to Christianity. A lot of our people, millions of our people, didn't, didn't want to partake of that. Because we were, you know, we were spiritual people already. So we didn't want to be part of no religion. So we end up dying. We're like, you, give me death. You know, I'm not, I'm not partaking on this silly religion. You are, I might as well be dead. I'm not going to be partaking. But some of us were taken to Spain and Portugal and be trained and taught us Spanish to Ardo Espanol. So they speak, they, they teach us Spanish. And then so we can translate to the native. 
And they brought us back to the, the Americas so we can be translated. And we were converted to um, Christianity. And that's why I don't like Christianity. Even though I grew up as a Baptist, I hate Christianity. And I hate Islam. And I hate all those religions. Why you said this, John? Because it had destroyed our people. Religion is number one factor. Number two would be politics, education. But religion is number one. That's the common denominator. The religion have brainwashed us on a spiritual level and on a mental level and on a physical level because they all coincide with each other. Yeah, destroy our people. Look at the condition of our people. Every part of this country you go to, you see there's a there's a lot of churches. But what do you see? Poverty, prostitution, killing. That's what you see in every black in America, especially those those neighbors that that so-called black people live in. There's a lot of churches around. But there's a lot of disparity in the same neighborhood those churches are, are. Whether you go to Atlanta, Miami, New York, Chicago, L.A., Houston, Alabama, Mississippi. A lot of those black neighborhoods, they have a lot of churches. But what do you see? Unemployment rate so high, murder rate so high, prostitution so high. All, that's what you see. Planned Parenthood, abortion. I'm going to do a, a, a podcast on abortion. So stay tuned for that. But Marcus Garvey did not any he did not free any black people. As a matter of fact, he put us in a bad predicament. Yes, the idea was good to come together and because you gotta break it down. Like coming together, we need to do that. We need to put our differences aside. Every nation, the Chinese, they had conflict, they come together and build China. The Japanese, they had conflict, they come together and build Japan. You know, all those countries, Korea, they have conflict. They still have conflict as I speak to you right now. But they still come together and build Korea. Primarily South Korea. Korea. But you guys are so confused with this uh, Pan-Africanist movement. I told you guys, if you want to go to Africa, by all means, go. You're a grown man. You're a grown woman. If you want to go back to Africa, that is your prerogative. Go back. And the minute you get to Africa, you realize... Those people are not your people. When you start interacting with them, then you it's just sudden it will just settle your spirit. Say, you know what? John was right. <laughs> we are not the same people. I know I'm, I was right. I don't have to go to Africa to know that. I, I'm married to one. I'm married to one. Okay. Plus, I've been around African all, for the past 20 years, so I know they know when I'm around them. They can tell I'm not from Africa. Not only in my in my look, but in my in my mannerism, they can tell. They can say, "Oh, this guy, he's not African." Like Morgan Freeman say, well, "I'm not African." When did I become African? Morgan Freeman, "I'm not African." When did I become African? We are not African. When did we become African? We are not. So if you look at all those, like I told you guys, this and the Vatican is number one. Those Jesuits people are thugs. They came here. They destroy our people. With Columbus. That's why I call him the greatest thugs of all time. Because he set the tone for all this um, climage, all this pilgrimage. He set the tone for that. I told you, <laughs> there were over 100 million people die in Central America. Over 100 million people. I'm, this is Central America. We're not talking about South. We're not talking about North America. Central America alone, there was 100 million people. North America was another 100. If you say South America, there was another 200 million people dying. In South America. So that's a lot of pilgrimage, a lot of death. 
You talking about the Holocaust? <laughs> The Holocaust, the Jewish, the, the so-called Jewish Holocaust don't even come close. Don't even, that's like a drop in the ocean compared to our Holocaust. But guess what? The media never talk about it. Your, 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 your school system never put that in the books to teach our children the truth what really take place in the Americas. They don't talk about it. Unless you go to your university, then you might take a course on that subject. But if you don't take a course on that subject, they're not going to teach it to you. Those are hidden uh, um, sto- um, history. They're in your Vatican's. They, they, most of them in Spain and Portugal, they, they hide them. But it's coming to the surface. That's why I'm against Pan-Africanist, the, the, the whole Pan-Africanist movement. I'm against it. And you guys should be against it too. Say, Brother, listen. If you want to go back to Africa, you want to study Africa, by all means, do so. That's your prerogative. But I'm not interested in Africa right now. I'm trying to focus in the Americas. Once I get there, once I learn about the Americas, the history of the Americas, who we are as a people, only then I can start studying Africa. Because me, by not knowing what the Americas have provided for my ancestors, is doing a disservice. It's like spitting in the face of the ancestors that, that died for us, that built this nation for us. We spit in their face figuratively and literally when we do when we behave like that. We're giving Africa all this prop. But guess what? Where <laughs> Africa? Where was Africa when you were being lynched, being billy club, and being water pouring on you, holes of water pouring on you? Where was Africa? Where was Africa the whole time? Did they send you a canoe? Did they give you a, a country and land to come and uh, live? No. They didn't offer that. Only one, I guess there are two countries in in the late 1900 that offered some land it was Ghana, mostly Ethiopia. See, uh, you know, I would say Ghana second. Those are the two countries that, that really said, if we, if we want to go back, not going back, if we want to get away from this pilgrimage, we can come to those countries. But after that, all the African nations did not offer us any land. They didn't come and get us. So that's what I'm telling you. Those are just, just common sense. If, if you went to all this pilgrimage, all this mistreatment, and they know you were going to those things, those African kings and queens know we were going to those pain. They know of that. They don't get it twisted. They were aware of those things. So they didn't come and get you. So that means right there, I just tell you that you're not their people. If you were truly their people, they would have come and got you. Actually, an African. Since you say I'm an African, right? Granted, that's your argument. How come you never come and got us? How come you never send a, 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 a canoe to get us? They will be like, they will look stupid because they know that they never send a, a boat for us. They never give, give us any land to come back to. So that being said, we are not African. An African who study history, who's going to listen to this podcast, will know that what I say is true if they're being transparent. They will say, you know what, John is right. They are not Africans. We have different phenotypes from those West Africans. We have different, yeah, we look similar on the surface, but we're not the same people. We do things different, totally different. Do Africa have carnival like I told you last time? They don't have no carnival. Do they have reggae music? No. Do they have soca, calypso, merengue, bachata? No. Now, you can say there's some similarities in the beats. Yeah, you can make the argument, but the dance is very different. 
you always gotta say all right because the the, the aristocrat they get money from that when they put that label on you calling oh uh, you guys actually call yourself afro-latino you're not afro-latina you're an american you're indigenous hey, i'm talking about i'm going to do a podcast on those afro-latinas nonsense you're not afro-latina you're american you're you're aborigines okay if you look at the the the, the paperwork the letters the trend the manuscript the, all those transcripts of Columbus, they're in the Vatican, they're in Spain, Seville, Barcelona, they're in Barcelona, the Library of Columbia. You can go there, you see that he never said African. So when you put that label African, you're giving all, all your knowledge, everything to Africa. When Africa didn't give you nothing. Africa didn't, haven't given you nothing. What Africa have done for you lately? What Africa have done for you lately? You have done for you have done more for Africa than Africa do for you. And I tell a lot of African that I say, listen, when you guys mis- get mistreated, who are the first one that spoke to you and you know, who go smoke to Af- for Africa? We are. When we get treated, who comes to our rescue? They don't come. You might have a few African nations that probably speak on our pilgrimage, but most African countries they don't come for us. But when they go through the, their trial and tribulation. They look for us to come speak on their behalf, which is bad because it got to go both ways. If I'm going to speak on your behalf when you go back to to back situation, you also should speak on my behalf when I go through back uh, to, uh, back situation. You know that's the hypocrisy among African among Europeans, but primarily I'm going to focus on African. That's the hypocrisy. When you talk, when you go, when you die, when those Europeans go put AIDS in your country. And your people are dying of hunger. Who you look for? You look for the black American and black Caribbean to go to the UN and speak on your behalf. But when we get kicked in the ass here in America, you don't come to our rescue. You look the other way, just like those so-called Hispanic and those so-called whatever they want to call them, so Latino. A lot of them look away because until immigration comes, that's when they're like, oh, papi, you know, papi, ven aquí. I need you, por favor. Come help me. I'm in Mexico, suffering. I'm hungry. My kids are dying. Then you call for us to come speak on your behalf. How you like them apples now? So that being said, the, the whole Pan-African ideology, I'm against. I'm strongly against it. You know, I'm strongly against it. Those of you who are Pan-Africanists, you're going to listen to this podcast. You're about to say, oh, this guy's full of crap. He don't know why he's talking. You are no history, okay? We are not African. Now, if you want to go to African where you're dashiki, hey, that's on you, brother and sister. That's on you. That's your prerogative. I'm not knocking you, but don't drag us with you. You want to move to Africa, to Ghana? You want to go to South Africa? And in South Africa, let me tell you, there's a lot of confusion over there. There's a lot of fighting over there. You're going to be in the midst of this nonsense. I would advise you not to even go to South Africa right now. Stay your butt home. Ghana, <laughs> maybe... Only country I'll go to visit will be Ethiopia. They're more settled. But in Kenya. But the rest of them, I have no love for them. I will not go. I will not go to any West. I will not go. Nigeria is another one. Nigeria, stay away from Nigeria. Nigeria is run by those those pastors who are stealing people's money. Even those aristocrats that live in, in Nigeria, they don't care about the, the population. They don't care. All they want to do is get rich. Only a few of them that really care about the people over there. And they all buy flats in London. And you know who you are. You know, they go to Dubai and buy nice houses. You know who you are. Those rich Nigerians. I'm talking to you. 
Why your people are dying and suffering is a disgrace. You should be ashamed of yourself. Kill yourself. Why your people are dying in the street, they can barely eat. And you claim you're so smart, you went to Harvard, got a degree in political science, got a degree in, in biology. No, you're a fool. Why don't you use that knowledge to educate your people, you dumbass? So that being said, this pan-African nonsense, don't come to my page with that nonsense. Anybody that try, that's preaching that gospel, stay away from them. Say, you know what, brother, I love you, but I'm not going to be hanging out with you anymore. This, this pan-African nonsense... Going back to Africa, I say, brother, you go back. Take your, take your family to Africa. See how you like it for a year. Live there for a whole year and get back to me. Now I know they're not going to be harassing you like they do here in America. We know that. You're not going to be harassed as much over there than you are here. But this is our homeland. Those are Europeans that, that help that fund those movements because they know that once we go to Africa, they will have the land wholesale they they already stole the land you know we are a prisoner of war so you're still a prisoner of war if you didn't know that now you know we are we are still prisoner of war okay since 1776 i might take it a step further since 1400 you've been prisoner of war okay so that being said this whole pan-african ideology stay away from that mindset Stay away from those people, men, women, and child. Anybody that, that's preaching that gospel to you, say, you know, brother, I love you, sister, I love you, but I am no, I'm not going back to Africa. I might go there for business, or I might go visit if I choose to, but I'm not going to move to Africa. America is my homeland. That's all I know. All my people from America, whether it's from North Central America, South America, and the Caribbean Islands, that's all I know. I have nobody from, I don't have no lineage in Africa whatsoever. No lineage. That's all I got to say about the Pan-African movement. Those of us, who, those of you who, 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 who like, who want to be part of that stuff, be part of it. You, you realize that you're doing yourself a disservice to your ancestors and to your spiritual health and your mental health. You need to focus on your people here in America. Like I said, don't, don't go clean somebody else's else house while your house is filthy. Clean your house first, then you can go clean somebody else's house. Okay? Clean your house first. Don't go to Africa. Africa have their own problem, their own, um, their own stuff going on over there. Their people are leaving their own country to come here. That just tells you that they're not stable. So a person from, that was born in Africa, all they know is their culture, their language, now they leave all that behind, fleeing, leaving their children behind, their husband, wife, come to America for a new life. So I just tell you, Africa is not the homeland. We, America is the homeland, okay? People are dying to come to America. People are not dying to go to Africa. The last time I checked, people are not dying to go to Africa. People are dying to come to America. So what they tell you? America is the homeland, it's the motherland, not Africa. And if you agree or disagree, hey, that's your own. But that's what I got said about this Pan-African ideology, this Pan-African gospel you guys been preaching. Stop preaching this nonsense. We are not African. One love. Awa. You guys have a great evening. Take care. Bye-bye.